I'm Matt Garrow-Fisher and this is the Burn From Within show. Each week I interview inspiring people who have changed their career or life to light up inside. So if you want to get excited about your Mondays, work on meaningful projects and have more time for the passions and people that matter to you, stay tuned. On this episode, I talked to Rugank Patel, also known as MP. I came across MP reading about career change on an online forum. And one of his articles had 60,000 views and a ton of upvotes. So I took notice and I started to see why. It was about the real story of his own career transition, working as an IT management consultant for many years at Fortune 500 companies in Australia. One day, MP decided he really wanted to find more meaning and purpose in his life. And that drew him to study human psychology and behavior, where he became a certified psychotherapist. And fast forward to now, he's left a six-figure career in Australia and moved to India, earning around 10 to 15% of what he was on before, yet he's found more meaning, he's happier, and he has a great balance in his life. In this episode, we discuss how MP and his wife both successfully transitioned to new careers and moved countries with their kids with a detailed plan. Simple steps you can take to plan your transition without complex risk analysis and project management tools. What to do next if you're fed up of your current career and feel stuck. And as always with my guests, the one thing that made the biggest difference to burn from within. MP's transition took three years and it was not just a career change, but a complete lifestyle change for him, his wife and his kids too, full of real life storytelling and straight up practical advice you can use straight away if you are on a journey of career change now, or even if you're an experienced career coach. The full show notes and videos of other interviews are available at burnfromwithin.com forward slash interviews. So listen all the way through and enjoy. To understand how people live with more passion, more purpose, more balance in their life. And so part of that is going through, first of all, making a decision that I'm going to change and I'm going to maybe change my life or certainly change career in your case. Back to that time where you realized maybe there's more to life than nine to five and making money. So what was the, was there a moment, like a defining moment when you thought, sure, I want to do something different here? It was not some kind of a eureka moment that boom, that I, I got this thought and I'm going to change my career. So what happened in 2009, 2009 in April, I had my, my son born. And at that time I was working as a consultant and I, I, I used to work from 7 a.m. I, I, and come home around seven. The commute and everything included. And even when I come home as well, because I was working as some kind of a first point of contact for big issues in IT. So I was, at at times I used to sleep in a different bedroom and working at 2 a.m. and solving challenges and stuff like that. That continued for a few weeks, I would say months as well. And eventually around 2010, I started thinking about this whole thing. Do I want to keep doing, this was the question and this is what I work with when I work with my clients who are frustrated. Do I want to keep doing the same thing for next 35 years, which is the retirement age for me? Do I want to keep doing this? I have gone from like that, as I said, from very minimum pay scale to a big pay scale. All the luxuries were there. Houses were paid off and cars and traveling overseas and all those perks were there. But the key thing which I was missing, I was not able to spend time with my kid. And there was no kind of, you would get that joy of doing work. You go to work, you do a lot of things, but 
it was it started that that around 10 2010 11 there was no meaning i was finding this meaning is something which which motivates me like after i have studied psychology and all those things now i understand what meaning is uh, it's it's more important so that way i have understood i was not getting that joy i was making money the paychecks were coming and all those things were happening but uh, i was not finding the meaning so around that 2010-11, I started seeking help in Australia. So I started uh, finding career coaches. I, I went and spoke with HR people in, in our companies. I had consulting with my psychologist as well. So I have done all those things. And eventually, I, I, around that 2011 and 12, that's, that's exactly what you said, to leave that big chunk of money and quit, that's a big task. It took me, to be honest with you, it took me three years to get and leave the whole thing. So it was not something I decided overnight because I had kids. I had, by the time I decided that I want to start doing something, I want to start studying, I had the second one as well. So you have that whole responsibility, you have all these comforts and things like that. So it's damn hard. So I'm not saying it's easy. And, and that took me three years. So I, I started eventually working with all these professionals. I realized I want to get into helping people. And me being having that kind of uh, urge to study psychology and human behavior and all those things, I started studying part-time psychology. And that took three years. So I completed my degree and course while I was doing my corporate world and work as well. So that those two or three years were very hard. The, the biggest challenge which I faced was the whole financial thing. There was the other urge. So one urge was to get out of this rat race. The second urge was to spend time with my parents back in India. So that was always a thought because they are living here and alone and things like that. And maybe have my kids spend some time with them in their younger days. Right? So that was the second thing as well. So what... I decided if I stay in Australia, the expenses would be hard and all those things. So we started planning and started doing savings. And the plan was to execute and quit the career or change the career for three years. So the whole fundamental planning was around that. So it was nothing that this is the career change and I'll deal with it. It was properly planned. So I reduced my anxiety a lot when people quit suddenly, at times it backfires as well. So the whole process of three years of planning was for the future three years. So we saved for three years and we decided what can we do. If we are staying in Australia, there will be mortgages and there will be expenses and things like that as well. So we decided we let's try to go back to India and execute because my kids were younger in those days like they were like three and five years so it was easier to adjust for them in the school and things like that so we had these three years of execution plan and that three years planning we did the financial thing we we worked out what work we are going to do and how we want to do this work as well because the whole thing was not to get occupied from 7 a.m to 7 p.m which is most of the people in the corporate world do. Because that was the fundamental thing. And being available for the kids whenever they wanted. And there was that there was the other motivational thing as well. So that was a non-negotiable then. You, you had a, I'm going to move to India and whatever jobs we both get. And when you say we, you, are you talking about you and your wife? My partner, yes, my wife. Yes, yep. yes. Yep. And so the big non-negotiable was you're not going to do seven till seven or later outside of those hours because you had that focus on your kids and your family. Okay. So that was the key thing. And we wanted to design a lifestyle which, which gives me that freedom. We moved here and this world is totally different. And I haven't lived here for that. I have visited India for traveling and those kind of things for a few weeks. But uh, definitely it was a challenge to set up and reestablish again. But the way we started working was defining our hours of work. And I was clear what I wanted to do. And my partner, my wife, was also clear what she wanted to do. So she studied. Uh, she used to be 
working in a pathology and doing all the blood samples and those, those kind of things. But she started to become a dietitian as well. So we both moved our careers and we started having this appointment-based structure. So if I block my calendar, you cannot get in. And that lifestyle which we created, if you, as, as the, the, the other thing is just maybe I'm not earning that uh, six-figure dollar salary, but I'm rich by time. That's the key thing which I wanted to achieve. And it's been almost six years. The whole transition has happened, and I think we have settled down as well. So the process is challenging, but if you plan it well, it's amazing. The money can give you all the privileges, but it doesn't give you the joy which I get, like when my kid comes home, I'm there to hug them, kiss them. I'm available. If they want something, I'm available. Right now, I'm talking with you without being worried that uh, I have something to attend. Okay, I can read if I want to read a book in the middle of the day from, let's say, 10 to 12. I can do that. So that gives you the joy. Plus, the work which I'm doing, which is more meaningful to me because more than money, when you get a thank you from someone, and I think you might have experienced you being a coach as well, that means a lot. You're making difference in somebody's life. That is more than money. And, and that is the fun part of it. And it gives you good night's sleep. So I wanted to I wanted to ask a little bit about the what made you start searching for more meaning and purpose in your life. Now there's a I'm, you're familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs and the first set of needs are psychological and safety needs, the, the basic needs. Mm. Um, and as you go up this pyramid of needs, um, you start questioning meaning and purpose and uh, you go past the significance and all of that and then you go to meaning. How important was it for you to first reach your, say, financial goals or career goals before you, okay, there must be more to life than this? Yep. So. Being an Indian, I don't know the history of the culture and like money is the most important thing for all of us. And the whole culture revolves around making money and stepping up the hierarchy. When I moved to Australia, yes, there has been a lot of expectations from me. I'm a citizen of Australia as well. So that kind of achievement is a big deal according to the Indian culture. So I did have, and as I said, the first 10 years in Australia, the whole focus was making money and paying the mortgage and having the car and spending time and drinking the good wines and things like that. So the first 10 years was 100%. I was working, as I said, like all those jobs and things like that. And I was working seven to seven and uh, I was keep changing jobs and there was the, the whole motivation was just learning plus money why I was changing so the money yes definitely those the first two layers was the priority initially and making a safe future for the kids and myself was definitely a priority so yes I was chasing those things for sure when the meaning thing happens, like I, I, I can point out to multiple things. One of the things was my kid, as I say, he was born and I realized I was not spending time with him. So that was the first key thing which, which got me thinking about this whole thing. And there was a transition in a job as well. My contract got finished and it ended and those things which it's all... There were few circumstantial things which, which suggested me that I, I have to start finding more to life than just money. Because uh, I was always, I, I realized that I was craving for the weekend to come and I was dreading the Monday blues or Sunday night blues, as we call it. So th those are the some circumstantial things which, which uh, helped me ask those questions and seek help from professionals. Let's talk a little bit more about this plan, like the three-year plan. You saved for a long time, and then it was in total almost, Was it, you said it's like a six-year transition of saving. Was that right? No, three-year uh, three planning. Three-year planning. It's been, it's been six years since I moved. It's, 
It's been six it's been years. Six years. years. Okay. So it's like a three-year plan and transition. How did you come up with a plan? How did you know that it, it was a strong one and it would work? And what would you advise others to do if they were going to set their own plan for transitioning out from, say, a six-figure salary to something that they want to do? You and your wife did it as well, so that's particularly interesting. The biggest challenge is to convince your head. The Western world, definitely. And it's not about just the Western world. All the world which I have, have the, the privilege to have a comfortable life so far. Not getting that paycheck was the biggest thing. And the biggest challenge which I even, when I work with my clients nowadays, is it's the fear. Besides everything, like I had money in the bank and house was paid off and things like that. I heard a good house in India, so I didn't have to go and invest. And I like that. It's, it's financial security was there for me. Right? So that, that was not the challenge. The biggest challenge was what if? That's the question. What if I fail? What will people say? That's the second fear, right? If I quit this uh, amazing career, which I have built in 13 years or 15 years, what if I fail trying this? That's the biggest fear. Then the financial thing, thing comes. So like it's the what if is the biggest challenge. And it took me, as I said, the, the one and a half year was to just deal with that what ifs. And a lot of professionals, they did help me manage these what ifs and uh, what we started doing is like the whole three years is, is you, if, if you ask me how I decided and how I divided the task is, so I worked out if I move to India, what would be my monthly expense, including all the things, right? What if I stay in Australia, what would be my monthly expense if I not have this six-figure thing? Because finance is the biggest stress most of the people and that's the biggest fear. So the way I started deciding is Let's just do this uh, kind of analysis. And me being a management consultant, I, I used to work with a lot of numbers and things like that as well, and doing project planning and things like that. So the, the way we started digging into and started executing is, okay, if I stay in Australia, okay, this is the mortgage, this is the car thing, these are the insurance, these are schools where it's almost free, but this is the expenses. So I have to spend $1,500 every month. If I move to India, what is the cost? Can we sustain it for next three years? Because I was planning for three years. Then I decided uh, the next thing is what career will give me the lifestyle I desire? And that was the key. So that's why I started studying. So what career will give me that time richness rather than money or financial richness? Because I was looking for more time to do things which is more meaningful to me. So that was the second question. What is the career? What I want to do? Because uh, definitely quitting might be easy, but uh, it gets a lot of difficult to sit with your own self. You might have a lot of money, but if you are not doing work, then, then it, it gets into lot of stress and depression and all those kind of things as well. So I had to plan. So that was the second question. What career will help me with that? Right. So that was the second question. The third thing in the planning is what support I will need while I go through this next three years of plan. So what support that could be financial, that could be emotional, that could be my kids. I had two kids at that time, the educational side of things as well. That was the other thing. What support will I need? The next thing which we thought about is what is the worst case scenario, right? The worst case scenario would be for us would be there were, there were a lot of those things. We have to come back to Australia. If we stay in Australia, we, we might not get the money which we used to get. That was the thing. The kids might get ill and they might not like it in India. That was another fear as well for us. So we started defining those worst case scenarios before we jumped into this whole career uh, transition or, or, or migrating back to India. So we thought about worst case scenarios as well when we were transitioning. 
So that that's the building blocks of the whole thing and doing all the planning side of things. The ideas around planning and, and actually managing this transition, where did you draw those ideas from? Was it from your kind of corporate background and, and, and some of the management that you've done or where did it all come from? And what did it look like as well? Was it the kind of Excel spreadsheets and looking at metrics yes. and things like that? Like how did it look in the end? Yeah, so definitely the management consulting helped a lot. All these cost analyses and risk analyses and things like that, doing task-wise project planning and digging into different things. And by the time we were ready to move in, I, have, I, I would have finished my psychological training as well. So that was uh, one of the key factors to manage my mind in a way and uh, manage those anxieties and uh, those what-if questions. What it looked like initially, definitely we started with the money side of things because that was always the biggest fear. And as I said, we started the monthly expenses type of thing and they went into Excel. Having that background, we even included inflation and things like that into the whole thing, the whole scenario. We thought about uh, putting our money in fixed deposits and gaining certain income from that, which is a regular income which we can survive on. So the initial start was definitely on the Excel and some project management tools. While I was working and while I and my partner, my wife, both were working on the whole psychological thing about the transition. We were doing a lot of practices to manage this anxiety and fear at that time. Mindfulness, which comes as the main part. So what we decided, so we always list our, the, the, the biggest fears which we had. When we started and then, then, then we realized there is only two or three biggest fears. So there was like the mind might be thinking, oh, there is hundred demons there outside when you're transitioning. But when you start sitting down and analyzing, there is only big players are just two and three. If you deal with those two or three big players, the transition becomes easier. So initially we listed down, we were doing expressive writing, which is one of the techniques which I utilize still nowadays, which has helped me a lot. Because I was expressing, like we both were doing writing just for 10 minutes every night. Because we are just dumping all the things out of our head into a piece of paper. And then we were reviewing, okay, I have written for two pages. What's the big idea today? <laughs> or what's the biggest fear right now? There, 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 there must be helpful things as well, but that's how we started managing the mind. Excel sheets and project management tools were, were kind of helping us with the financial fear. And the rest of the things were very minute things about moving in and uh, selling all the stuff from Australia because our plan was to move to India. So those things came as, as byproducts. So the, those, those were not the big things. The other major thing I would say was uh, managing the mortgage in Australia. So I, I, I have still, I, when I left, I had two properties over there. So we recently sold one, but I have one property. So managing the mortgage was one of the bigger factors as well. So we have sorted those things as well. What would you say to people that might not have that, that, that project management, risk analysis capabilities and rigor that you have? What would you say to them in order to manage transitions almost as successfully? I'll give you this study and I, I utilize with uh, a lot of my workshops. And there was a study done, which is a psychological study. And the, the scientists, they gather around 50 people and they ask them, list down all your worries, right? whatever you are worries, which is going to happen in the next three months. And then the, the scientists were just uh, watching the, the people, how they are traveling. And what they found was in the three to six month period, 85% of their worries did not happen. Okay, so there was just the mental chatter. 15% things did happen, which they were afraid of or that, that their mind was worrying. From that 15%, when they analyze, okay, so these things happened, which you were worried about, how you were able to manage it. And the participants say 80% of the time, they were able to manage it better than their expectation. 
So what eventually the scientists, 97% of the time what we worry is not something, it's just our mind, it's just a survival mechanism type of thing. So yes, uh, I did use fancy tools, but the fundamental things are not fancy. It's very basic stuff. So if I have to tell someone who is thinking to move out of this career uh, or transition into something new, the basic thing is I, I would suggest first thing is to write down all your fears. What is the worst case scenarios could happen? So if you come up with a list of 10 of them, which is basic stuff, a pen and paper is what you need. Nothing fancy, nothing psychological skills or something like that. So list down all your 10 things. Then you can assess the impact of it on your life. If something happens, let's say you broke financially or you get ill or you can't pay your mortgage or something like that, then you analyze the impact of the 10. So then you will say, okay, this is number one. If this happens, life is going to be worst. That's the second thing. So the impact of each of the risk or the fear which you have. And from that, for each scenario, there is a five, there is a simple technique which I, I, I utilize. This what ifs. What if this scenario happens? What are the things I can do? Do I have the resources? So sometimes uh, you might need uh, financial resources. Sometimes you might need time resources. Sometimes you might need educational resources. Sometimes you have to study as well. Do I have these resources to manage this? And that is what uh, the whole three years previously I moved was looking like. So I created those resources. I wouldn't say I got rid of all my worries, but I was able to manage all the worries. And that's the whole risk analysis type of thing. First thing, write down all your fears, then prioritize them, and then start thinking about what if this happens? What are the solutions which I have? What resources do I need? So it's very basic stuff. You can use a lot of fancy tools, but I don't think you need those fancy tools. And you can do this practice if you are not even thinking about transitioning your career. Like you can deal with your lot of worries, which is not necessary. So that is the basic thing. So I use tools, but it's not required. They're really sound principles, actually. I really love the simplicity of that, looking at your fears and priority order and, and seeing what can be done about it if the worst case scenario happened. That's really fantastic. One more thing before we, we move on to actually how you found meaning and how you started Manage Your Mind, your consultancy. You mentioned one of the biggest cons uh, fears that you had when you were transitioning was money. And obviously you had like mortgage payments, et cetera. What effects would you advise people who, who are living in those expensive countries to perhaps move somewhere cheaper as they're managing a transition, move somewhere that's more affordable? I've done it myself. I'm, I'm now living in Thailand. I used to live in London, yeah. in the UK, and now I, I've got a lot more breathing space. My expenses are minimal compared to what they were before. It's had a huge effect on my life. Would you say that's an important option to consider for, for those who are looking to change career? Yep. That definitely helps if you minimalize your expenses. What, what I feel is you can expedite the process of transition. So if you are paying, let's say, a mortgage of $2,000, if you go to $1,000, right, that's you are expediting your savings. You can get out of the things. But the biggest challenge which we have is getting out of that comfort zone. So if I'm paying $2,000, I have a five-bedroom mansion type of thing. But if I'm paying $1,000, I might need to live in a two-bedroom in a suburb, which I might not like it type of thing. So... That is keeping us, a lot of people in the whole frustration cycle, not able to give up. So definitely, as, as I give that, from moving from $2,000 mortgage to $1,000 mortgage, it's going to expedite your transition, 100%. Then changing your lifestyle as well, because there are a lot of things when you are earning six-figure salaries, just uh, all the good things definitely you, you buy and you move into the 
hierarchy. I have read just recently the book called Factfulness, which I highly recommend to everyone. And who's the author of that? Factfulness. Hence, yeah, Factfulness. And Hans Rosling. It's amazing. It talks about the biases which we all have and how we overcome those biases and this whole mentality of what uh, we all have, the Western world and the rich world and expansive world and things like that. And he, he breaks down all these myths and things like that. So definitely reducing your expenses is going to expedite your transition. So that's the first thing which we also did. We did reduce for the, from 2010, we did reduce our overseas travels. We did reduce our expenses as well. But what I have found is if it is painful for people to stay in a job or something like that, they will make these drastic measures. As you have said, I have moved from London to Thailand and that's, that's the same thing. If the meaning is stronger, if the pain is stronger, people will start taking these drastic measures. But reducing the expenses, yes, definitely that helps. And uh, in a way, and I think uh, you might have seen, there is this whole minimalistic or minimalist uh, approach which is going on. And I've been trying to follow that as well, but that helps. That is amazing the way you much, how much savings you do and uh, how much it makes your life meaningful. And there is a lot of confusions are being avoided. So to give you an example, I, since last year, I've been just wearing just this black t-shirt. That's my attire. That's it. So there is no confusion. I have got rid of every clothing. This is it. So that, that, that's amazing. It helps. So reducing your expenses will definitely expedite. And you can just see what is necessity. What I say is want and need. So you can do a list of wants and needs. So we have very basic needs, but there are a lot of wants. And that, that wants, if you reduce your wants, that can definitely help you expedite your transition. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Another, some other great principles. And we'll include that book, Factualness, in the show notes for, for this um, interview. Let's talk a little bit about how you found your, your new career, Manage Your Mind as a Consultancy. Tell us a little bit more about Manage Your Mind and also how you came to... to go into that career you're in you know IT management consultancy before now this what led you to that so as I briefly touched base like uh, I sought help when I was in Australia to find the career I wanted in that I, 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 I identify that helping people is something what I want and then I started digging into what are the professions which is going to directly impact a person rather than what I was doing uh, at the corporate world. Yes, it was impacting a lot of people's life, but it was not direct impact. So that's at that time I, I decided I would want to do something into the psychology world. And my whole background and my whole frustration into this whole thing, I can definitely help people manage their whole stress and anxiety. And I was seeing a lot of that as well. So while I was working, I was uh, doing coaching and counseling of a lot of people as a part-time work when I was in Australia as well. And eventually, as, as I said, I, we decided to move back to India. And that was the time I had to get into something official, which came as management consultancy. Even when I came to Australia, I was doing some consulting work up in Bangalore as well for an IT firm as well. Or a, or, a, or a bank. So what Manage Your Mind Consultancy does basically and where I want to take it is most of the services which I provide is online. My office or clinic, whatever you say, that's it's a home office type of thing. It's just next to my home. So I have reduced the expenses. So there is no expenses. It's just the electricity and just the sofa and table type of thing. The life is so easy, I can take 10 steps and I will be in the office and then I can come back. So that's what, those are the basic principles which I always wanted to achieve. That's a nice commute to work. Yeah, it is. Because <laughs> I used to do one and a half hour commute in Melbourne in the trains. So I wanted to reduce. So these were the wish list I, I had and, and that is what we achieved. Most of the consulting I do online 
So then I don't have the constraint of a place. So Manage Your Mind mostly provides online consultancy. And basically what I try to do, the, the, the therapy which I use, it's called acceptance and commitment therapy. That's the therapy which I use. And that's based on the basic thing. The basic principles are shit happens and it happens in everyone's life. And we all are going to get struggle. But if you follow your values and if you follow the path of meaning, suffering will reduce. And this is the quote which I believe in. And uh, I, I tell my clients, it says, confusion and suffering maybe are birthright, but wisdom and happiness are available. So what we mean what, what, what is as soon as we are born, we are in a race. You might be in any country. So confusion and suffering starts from the beginning, but you can find this joy of transition, living with that 10 or 15%. As you said, how you reduce, you move to Thailand, the expenses got reduced. So that is what another reason, like I, I moved to India and that helped me reduce the expenses as well. So manage your mind is basically, I charge very minimum amount of money because India being a different world, there is stigma about mental health. So it's not exactly like the Western worlds, which we have, people are willing to say, yes, I have stress or anxiety or, or I have suicidal thoughts and things like that. The, the aim is to keep it online with bare minimum expenses where I can go and help anyone online. And the plan, what I'm planning to do is create online programs and courses and, and, and give it at bare minimum cost because uh, the whole psychological training, there is people, the fundamental challenge, and I don't know, you might have experienced that. They don't get anything tangible. It's, they say, for talking, do I have to pay $70 or $100? I don't want to do that, right? So what I'm trying to do is trying to create these programs which they might feel, okay, I'm going to get uh, two hours of videos or something like that. So the whole aim of uh, where I want to take manage your mind is to provide cheaper, more affordable uh, services for mental health. That, that's the plan. That's what I do. Awesome. I love it. What a, what a change from working in as, as an Absolutely. IT consultant. Yeah, yeah, suit and tie and meetings after meetings. And <laughs> right now, like I'm wearing this and it's, it's this whole Corona thing, which is happening. But uh, this is, it's a complete different one. It's, it's mm -hmm. totally, it's, it's a different one. But it's amazing. Part of your service offerings, um, I believe, are around career coaching. What would you suggest if someone comes to you, they want to get out of their job and they're, they're fed up of, being in the same career, but they don't know what to do. What would you advise them to do? What would be the next step for them? So uh, as part of my whole process, clarity is the first aspect, which I look into, right? Most of the people who are frustrated, stressed, anxious, they have a lot of things which is they, they have in their mind. So clarity is what we do. So the first things I might help them do some kind of uh, psychometric assessments, those psychometric assessments do help. Plus, I, I, I assess there are certain tools as a therapist which I use to see the willingness to change. So that's, that's the skill and that's the fundamental which I utilize to understand how much this person is willing to change. And after that, we create a plan. As, as I said, a, a very simple communication thing. What are the risks? What, what do you like to understand? And how do we plan a transition? There are certain techniques which I utilize. We create a kind of five option plans as well. Okay, so you, you say, okay, I'm frustrated in, in London. I, I, I used to do this corporate career. I, the basic thing when the people comes, I know what I hate, but I don't know what I love. That's the biggest challenge. So that is where I, 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 I start helping to find what they love, right? So we do a lot of brainstorming in the first one or two sessions and uh, try to come up with uh, the base case scenarios. There are at times we might need to just work. They might not be willing to change, but they might like their comforts. So 
So they just might want to jump from one job to another job kind of thing. So they might not this big shift in career type of thing. So the, the initial brainstorming does help. So that would be the first thing. And then we start getting, so the, the aim is for me in the first one or two sessions to get to at least three to five sessions where they feel there are two things which I see. They see there is a motivation for change. So they, they feel, okay, yes, I'm interested. So let's say from me, management consultant, I'm, I'm interested in being a psychologist or trying to do a business or maybe do my own freelancing work. Those are the three options. But then I look at the ability as well. So that's, that's the second topic or the second key factor. So there are a lot of tools to understand the ability. Okay, so I, I want to become a freelancer. Do I have that ability? So that's what we assess as well. They, they can definitely go through these simple steps. And that's how the whole process works. And we do some trial and errors as well. So once you choose, say, okay, these are the three options what I want to try. And we work on designing certain tasks. Okay, how will this life feel? So it's a secure demo type of thing. You're still in your comfort zone, but you are still going out and trying things. So that's, that's how I, I think we work and help people overcome the challenge. Yeah. Looking back at, at your own career change, and now you're advising and, and consulting with people that are going through this process, what do you think you would have done differently uh, looking back now, knowing all that you know and, and studying so much on human behavior and, and psychology, and also working with, with multiple people uh, around this area, what do you think you would have done differently if you took yourself back six years ago? I would not think I would have done anything differently because it has worked out. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I would say. And so the things have worked out. But what I would say is I could have sought help a little bit earlier. The whole process, like as you being an expert into this whole thing, there are a lot of experts, or maybe expert might not be a right word, but there are a lot of guides who can help you. So I could have sought help a little bit earlier and I could have got out of this whole rat race or the corporate world a little bit earlier. And I could have reduced that burnout, which was extreme for two years of time. So I could have reduced. So I would strongly suggest, yes, seeking help is not a weakness. We all need help in different things. So, yeah, I could have sought help a little bit early. And I mean, in terms of where you are now, how is life different now compared to how it was three years ago? What are the kind of key differences? And do you miss anything from your previous life back in Australia, in the corporate world and, and also in that country? The food. Uh, <laughs> there are a lot of uh, things which I miss. The food, almost all the things are available and the life which we live in India as well. It's not a poor life, but uh, there, are, there are certain food which uh, is amazing. Like it's the sushi, which I miss the most. I used to eat every day. The whole thing about the quality of food, that is also one thing which I miss. Discipline, cleanliness. But these are the things which we already factored in. So it doesn't hurt us a lot. Because when we moved, as you might have experienced, like when I moved to Thailand, it might not be as good as London. But there are a lot of benefits. So I, I, I miss that discipline, the caring nature. But I do also understand that there is a challenge. There are a lot of people here and there is a race going on. So that, that discipline, care also I miss. The other thing is, as I said, the, the hygiene standards and things like that. Those things are definitely I miss. But when I start feeling sad or start complaining, I would say to myself, oh, I'm getting a lot of things for that. And I can still travel. So but I, I have my house and everything is still there. But yeah, those are the basic things which I miss over here. There is small things if you go to the bank you have to stand in a line and this and that and cutting and those things so that's part of the culture but I wouldn't uh, recommend someone straight away moving to India because I had the experience of previous 22 years living and brought up here 
Yeah, but those are the simple, basic things which I miss. I don't miss the money. I, I don't miss it. What would you say is your purpose now or meaning in life and how is it different to six years ago? I'm still selfish, which I was in the previous six years ago. I was 100% selfish. Now I would say I'm 50% selfish. So the, 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 the 50% is, has moved to helping people. And uh, as you talked about the Maslow's hierarchy, I am doing a lot of things. Recently, last year, I, I, I went to this Vipassana 10-day retreat. So I did that as well. So I'm, I'm doing a lot of self-practices for my own self and to help me move forward and move from, as I said, the needs and wants. So I'm um, trying to move into that. So I did one of those myself last year, actually. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that, that, that's uh, the feel. And if you were to say, would, if you were to put your purpose or meaning for life now into a sentence or a phrase, what, what do you think that would be? Give and forgive. Give and forgive. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That, that's very basic thing, which I always keep trailing myself. That has helped me stay sane as me being a psychotherapist. I, I hear a lot of painful stories every single day. But give and forgive is what I, I keep doing. Vipassana has told me or helped me two words, which is another thing which you might have learned, impermanence and equanimity. So that are the, the other two things that is also, I find it meaningful. So the pur purpose of now life is give and forgive. Fantastic. Before I ask my last question, MP, how can people find you, get in touch with you, work with you, and you know, maybe be coached by you to transition to a new area of their life? Simple manageyourmind.co, so manageyourmind.co.com, CEO for consulting. So, yeah, people can jump in and uh, get connected. All the details are there. I have YouTube channels and things like that as well. So, yeah, manageyourmind.co, they can book a free half-hour consultation initially. So that is available as well. Yeah, so just jump onto my website and connect. Fantastic. Yeah, I've been reading quite a few of your posts and uh, I checked out some of your YouTube videos. They're very practical, getting you to ask real deep questions about your life. So I, I would encourage anyone to check out Mugank's material and, and contact him because he, he really knows his stuff and he's lived through it. It's not just a talk. He's gone through this experience himself and his wife has as well. So, you know, really, really amazing information in, in, within you. And I would say, Matt, if you have a supportive partner or a wife, it helps a lot. Mm -hmm. Most of I have a few friends back in Australia. Yes, they want to move, but the wives are not supportive or the kids are not supportive. So, yes, that is another challenge. A lot of people, they stay stuck. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the other um, people I've interviewed to this series, they've mentioned that their partners were essential to the transition from the decision right through to helping them emotionally, financially, everything, it, it really did help. And if you don't have that support, as you said, you can look for it in order to manage that transition. Yeah, you can. Yep. Fantastic. So my final question, Mugank, is I, I say that anyone that lives a life of passion, purpose, and balance is living and is burning from within. That's the term I use. What... And I've definitely noticed from, with what you're doing in your life, you, you have a, a life of passion, you, you're doing something very meaningful, and you've got a real balance for your family um, and for all the things you want to do and have the lifestyle you want. What's the one thing that's made the biggest difference for you to burn from within? Seeking help and getting help. Seeking that's, help and getting help. Yeah, that was the main thing. I could have suffered for not two years, 20 years. But that willingness to go and say that I'm suffering and I need somebody to help me, that changed it. So yes, it requires courage to say you need help. And I think most of the people feel that, yes, what people will think. We all learn, and I'm learning as well. I have my own psychologist. I consult with her frequently and things like that. So we do have weaknesses. We all are work in progress. 
but admitting that that you need some hand holding or you need some guide you need some coaching that is the biggest thing that requires courage so that's that's what i would suggest sound advice sound advice from gank and thank you so much for such practical advice heartfelt sharing of your life and experience and if anyone wants to learn more and, and contact um, your gang and, and check out his videos please do and thank you once again for, for a great show thank you very much we just connected uh, via just one linkedin message and it's amazing what we have spent almost one and a half hours so that that is uh, showing that we care and thank you very much i wish you all the best for your book your podcast and i hope you can make more people burn from within as you say and that's amazing work and you are also living it's uh, you are just not talks you have mood and reduce your lifestyle and things like that so that's amazing and i would love to stay in touch so thank you very much for doing this it has helped me as well immensely regrank thank you very much thank you take care wow what an awesome story from mp and super solid practical advice too as mp said the one thing that made the biggest difference for him to burn from within was seeking help and getting help when he needed it So whether you feel stuck in life on a path you don't want to be on, you want to change your career or lifestyle and don't know how, or perhaps you know what you want to do but you're scared that the transition will fail or you won't get there. I understand. As a certified career transition coach and also neurolinguistic programming NLP trainer, I can gently support you to communicate within. with your unconscious mind so whatever you decide to do next reflects the real you feel free to reach out for help i offer a free 20 minute clarity call you can book that with me directly at burnfromwithin.com/call that c a l and choose a time that's convenient for you from my online scheduler You can also connect with me directly on LinkedIn or Facebook. My name is Matt Garrow Fisher, M A W T. Garrow Fisher is spelled G A R R O W hyphen F I S H E R. I think I'm the only one in the world with that crazy name too. And feel free to contact MP or book a call with him if he resonated with you too. His website is manageyourmind.co. If you found this podcast helpful or inspiring, please leave me a review on the podcast platform you use. Subscribe for more interviews and share the Burn From Within show with the people you know who would find it useful. It really helps me grow the show and motivates me to get more great stories shared. So until next time, live with passion, purpose and balance and burn from within.